there's something called a parasocial relationship. And what that is, is, is that when we're young, we're taught that people that are on the other side of the screen, right? There's somebody that we should listen to. There's somebody that's important. And so it's been proven that we are programmed to automatically think that, right? They've studies and research have gone out and shown this. So you want to be on the other side of that screen, have people watching you because they're, they're developing a relationship with you. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Join us as we get the stories of the leaders in the real estate industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 224 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As I always say, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for telling a friend. Today, I get to interview somebody who already interviewed me. This has happened a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be talking to a very dynamic, up, high motor, lots of power and intensity person. I hope that dis- I hope that's okay, Krista, to describe you that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. <laughs> Good. So I'm, I'm going to be talking to Krista Mayshore. Um, she is a realtor and also a coach. She has Krista Mayshore Coaching. She has Homes by Krista. That's her, her team uh, that uh, works the real estate market up in Northern California. I can't wait to get some of this great, some of her great takes. Krista, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bill. Man, 246 podcasts. I know how much work that is. I'm pretty impressed. Oh, thanks. It's it's um it's a passion, right? It's got to be a passion to make it work. So for me, it is. You can tell you're enthusiastic, but I love it. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Northern California, born and raised, lived there your whole life? Yep, lived there my whole life, except when I went to uh, to college in Fresno. I've pretty much been here. Yeah. And so where are you at exactly? You're kind of east of the Bay, right? Yep, we're east of San Francisco, so we live in an area that's, man, if I was living in San Francisco, I'd be in a whole different situation, but we're kind of like on a much more affordable area in in California. Gotcha, good. And and like many in the real estate industry, this is not your first career. I, I find, I love the, I love what you did before because <laughs> it's the second, and of all the people I've interviewed on this podcast, it's the second most popular job to have prior to becoming a realtor. And so by now, a few of the listeners have figured it out. What did you do before you were in real estate? I was a third grade school teacher. I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. That is awesome. So the coaching thing we're going to talk about, is going to make perfect sense. But somewhere along the line, you decided, you know, and a while ago, you know, 15, 18 years ago, you decided to become a realtor. What, what caused that switch for you? Well, you know, um, my daughter actually ended up contacting uh, something uh, called spinal meningitis, and then she ended up um, having kidney failure and multiple strokes, and they told me that she wasn't going to make it uh, on three different occasions while we were at Oakland Children's Hospital for three weeks. And so she did make it, but when um, they told me that, you know, I should expect that she would have a lot of difficulties growing up and probably you know, possibility of being mentally disabled, blind, deaf, I mean, the whole nine yards because she was, she was so, so sick, you know, and she ended up being amazing. She's absolutely perfect. But I decided at that time to leave, to leave teaching and, and to go be a stay at home mom so I could take care of her. And my, my idea was just to kind of play real estate and tinker around, you know, back then I could have sold, you know, probably six houses and make what I was making as a teacher teaching for six years with a master's degree, which, so that's just crazy even thinking about that. And what happened was I found out my husband was having an affair within a couple of months and that uh, was, had my bank accounts were drained and uh, my uh, kids were getting picked up by the 
by the new girlfriend and I, I, I we had just bought in a brand new home. So, and I, my bank accounts were cleaned out and I had to pretty much survive. So I ended up diving into real estate full time and that's how it happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so I, uh, first of all, the, what you learned in school, what you learned to become a teacher and that master's in curriculum and education had to be um, almost a godsend, right? To be able to help you have that energy or have that, that drive and passion and kind of know what to do because having the passion and the drive is one thing, but not having the right tactics, it doesn't really work. Yeah. Honestly, being a teacher, even in curriculum instruction, didn't really give me any knowledge or idea of what to do in real estate. They're both so different with the exception of my broker. I remember telling me that teachers do really, really well. And that's because we're educators, right? So the idea of really being an educator, taking great care of people is a really huge part as well as obviously being really driven and, and going after goals and sticking to them and just not stopping to, you know, I, I believe to my success is just having that servant heart and that servant mindset. Yeah. I love that. And that's, if you're talking about what, what the time frame are we at here? 2005. So, Oh gosh, I've been a real estate agent for 19 years. So that, that was yeah. Around, right around 2000. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. So the, think about it 20 years ago, you were doing the things that, yeah, two 20 years ago, you're doing the things that you're probably coaching people to do today. Yeah, but a lot different now, too, because now (laughs) we're heavily, heavily, heavily focused on digital marketing and utilizing social media and video and really getting them out there online, you know, online for people to see. And so we really, really focus on teaching people how to attract business and not um, chase it. And we do that by teaching them how to become the authority figure in their space. And that's quite honestly, what I teach in coaching is the exact thing that helped me continue to stay on top because, you know, I was, people will say I was lucky and I sold 69 houses my first year in the business on my own. It was all buyers. And I did that by just grinding the pavement, answering every phone call, working every weekend, working a lot of nights. If I didn't have my kids, I was working. And quite frankly, it's what helped me get through the devastation that I was, you know, going through at the time. And I just dug my heart and soul into being a really good mom when they were with me and then being a really good agent when they weren't. And, um, you know, I did things like open houses and I door knocked and I, I did what the traditional agents do. And now I teach completely opposite of that actually, but it worked back then, you know? And, um, yeah, the difference I think that back then was that I was willing to do whatever other agents weren't meaning, you know, I always tried to see what, and I recommend everyone doing this in your business all the time. Number one is looking at what your top producers are doing in your area and seeing how can you do the same of what they're doing that's working, but also how can you do things differently than everyone else's? So for example, I was doing four page color brochures back then when nobody would even, they were doing black and white one page, right? I would take all the pictures that I always make sure they're professional pictures and I'd put them on a little CD and I put the CD on my signs back then. You know, I, I was running ads on TV for my listings um, when no one else was willing to do that. And I was willing to spend the money that it took to help me market not only my listings, but also market myself. Because when you're marketing your listings properly, you're also properly marketing yourself. So I was really, um, I invested back in my business and in myself. And, and I still continue to do that all the time. Yeah. As as we kind of go through the 2000s, how was the recession for you up in California, Northern California? I know that, you know, <laughs> I was in Arizona in we got oh, hammered. I'm yeah. sure it was rough, but how did you, did you uh, adjust and pivot and, and move to different places to kind of keep your business strong? So I did um, with reluctance, I will say. So in my career, I've pretty much always sold 
close to a hundred homes or, you know, my, my, my best year, I did 169. My worst year I did 12. And that was when the market got better in real estate. So when the market started to shift, I had realized there was going to shift that was going to happen. So I started researching foreclosure companies. I got my, you know, foreclosure certificates and short sale certificates on how to be the best person. I went to conferences and I met asset managers. I would fly to different banks. I'd fly to asset management companies. And I ended up, you know, working with 13 different asset management companies in a bank. So I absolutely transitioned and made the shift, which we all have to be willing to do is make the shift when the shift happens. And so that was really, really helpful. But when the market switched back is we got hit about 75%. So our houses depreciated here at 75% on average. It was really, really bad. And so, you know, I was selling hundreds of foreclosures, like I said, 169. And that was just with myself, with a full-time assistant and a full-time transaction coordinator helping me. It wasn't me and a bunch of agents. It was just me. I was the only agent uh, doing the business and it got crazy, but the market got better. And I remember going to a listing appointment and the, um, I didn't get the listing, which was really rare for me. And I asked why, and they said, well, Krista, we are told that you are the foreclosure queen. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I am. I'm the first, the short sale foreclosure queen. I got to make a switch. So I had, the market was getting better, which was awesome, right? For, for the economy, I'm great for the community. I'm happy it happened. But for my business, it tanked. And I had, you know, two little girls to take care of at that time. You know, Jane Lynn and Jane Lynn was, Kaylee was seven and Jane Lynn was 10. And I had done so well, uh, but I had to make a shift. So I ended up going and um, taking a lot of classes on marketing and digital marketing. And I looked at what the Fortune 500 companies were doing. How were they, you know, Fortune 500 companies? And quite frankly, that's the book that I wrote, Sell 100 Homes a Year. It's based upon the principles of the Fortune 500 companies. And so I started treating every business like it was a mil- every home like it was a million dollar home. I did full page, you know, you know, full videographies, drone photography, you know, staging, like you name it, we did it. And we, we learned how to uh, market when, as soon as Facebook came and they offered marketing, I learned how to market on Facebook correctly and how to target people and retarget people. And we started just having a massive online presence. So then very quickly, I became known as the digital marketing queen and uh, pretty much uh, the house, I, I ended up selling like back up to a hundred. So I went down to 12, right? So I went from selling around a hundred or give or take, you know, 130, 120 down to 12 houses. And I was like, oh my gosh, panic. And then within a year, I was able to go back up to over a hundred uh, somewhere around that area. It's between, you know, 80 to 120 ish. I get confused with the, the year. So forgive me. But, um, I ended up those, and none of those were short sales and foreclosures. It was like my, it was like 80% normal sales and 20% foreclosures and short, short sales. So I just revamped my business again. And when the market started switching again, right, I really focused on digital. And so I, that's what everyone should be doing. We have to have a heavy, heavy online presence. We have to be utilizing digital marketing. We have to be utilizing social media. We have to be utilizing video. Um, And that's what's helped me continue to, you know, actually break out into the coaching business very, very quickly. We've, we've done, um, you know, we've already hit um, seven figures uh, in our coaching business within a two year time frame, utilizing the exact same strategy I'm talking about right now, as well as, you know, continue to do really well in real estate. I love the fact that, well, first of all, I'm going to say this. I love um, the digital marketing queen sounds much nicer than the foreclosure queen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I love the fact, yeah, you're right, that you have to do exactly what you're teaching your your clients to do in order for you to be successful as a coach, right? It's the same thing. You've got to use those same tools and, and, and tactics and strategies. Uh, so it's not just somebody 
kind of reading off some strategies that you read somewhere. It's, this is something you've learned over time. Well, and it's so true. So many coaches, they coach because they can't do, right? Well, the difference is we, I have been, I mean, I've, I've sold over 2000 homes in my career. And I, again, people think that's me and a huge team. That's, that's me. And you, typically an assistant and a transaction coordinator we've hired, um, recently, uh, since I started coaching, I now have, um, two full-time agents that are, that work on my team. Um, and we have a, a buyer's agent who really hasn't been really working. She's had a rough year. So I really would like to say it's really only two agents. And although we only closed 78 deals last year, that's with me working on my coaching business, you know, 98% of the time and just being the face of my, of my basically utilizing the strategies and tools that I teach my students to do. Um, and my, that my new agents that have come in have been able to kind of help me, um, in that. So it, it, it is kind of rough to see, you know, I went, I saw the hundred and 54 houses in 2017, 101 in 2018, and, and then 78 in 2019. And so it's kind of a little bit of a, a tearjerker. But the hard thing is, is I mean, the, the good thing is, is my focus is on my coaching. We have had over 700 coaching students, um, you know, come through our program. We have about 45,000 people on our list that we've reached through social media. Um, I've written, uh, I'm on my fourth book in that two year time frame. Two of them are best selling books. And so Again, my focus has been on continuing to master the real estate aspect of it, but mainly to help my students. And so we've let my own personal production has kind of gone down in that area, but it's increased with the coaching. Well, I mean, that's something that's fixable too, though, right? I mean, that's uh, obviously you're going to find that balance uh, eventually where you're able Absolutely. to keep that team going at a high level and keep your other business running well as well. Yeah. So that's um, you. the name of your podcast? Fired up with Krista Mayshore. It's called yeah. Fired Up with Krista Mayshore. We just hit forty thousand downloads. I'm not sure if that's good or not, but we, we launched uh, back in August, and we just hit forty thousand downloads. So my team was celebrating. I'm like, well, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> that's uh, that, look, that's great for something that's four or five months old. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So great work there. What's the what was the philosophy behind that? What was your thought behind starting a podcast? What did you see that helping you with? So, I mean, I would encourage every single real estate agent or lender out there to do that. My podcast is focused on helping real estate agents, lenders, and entrepreneurs, local professionals. Um, but if I, I would absolutely be doing a podcast locally if I did not be, if I wasn't doing this for my um, coaching business, because, and I just don't have the time to do too, quite frankly, because the idea is to expose yourself to the most amount of people as possible. And one of the strategies that we teach in the Sell 100 Homes a Year book is basically is you have to be seen as the authority figure. So for example, I sold, you know, 2000 homes, but if nobody knows that, you know, I'm an expert, I'm a true expert in real estate, right? And in digital marketing. But if nobody knows that I'm an, an expert, they're not going to see me as the as the as the expert. So you have to position yourself as the authority figure in your area to be seen as the expert. They kind of go hand in hand. And right. so as you start um, interviewing people, as you start you know interviewing local businesses, giving tips and tricks, anything real estate or community related, your job is to be the mayor of your town in that and to let give you know give all the information about what's coming, what's working, what's not working, new attractions, new subdivisions, new laws that could affect people. Your job is to be that go-to person, anything real estate related. And the best way to do that is number one, it's through video, okay? Because when you utilize video and you properly distribute it, very, very important to be to properly distribute video, people get to know you, they get to like you, they get to trust you, and you position yourself as the expert. So even if you've never, ever sold a house before, this is the funniest thing I got to tell you this, Bill. So one of my students, she's a newer agent and she just got nominated like the best realtor in her city. 
she hasn't even sold the house yet. And she got nominated the best realtor because the, the illusion, this is a true story. I, I'll never forget this. We all, we all were like, Oh, uh, the illusion is that she is doing a lot of business because she's constantly producing content. And so she, as though she's only been in the business for a few months, you know, she's getting up the momentum. And so before you know it, what happens is people start to see you as that authority figure as that best of, and then now, we'll, you know, the hope is that you'll just have to get business. Wow. I love that. And so for you, the transition to podcasting, because you're, you also do a video show off of your podcast. You have a video uh, that's created. Yep. It strips off into an audio version only that goes out as a traditional podcast. And so you have the opportunity with the staff that you have to do that at a high level. But if for a realtor out there, it really is just start with video, just get on camera, right? Well, let me ask you this question. So because you do so much on video yourself, how do you get your clients over that I hate what I look like hurdle. You know what I'm talking about. What What is your response? And you have to, I know you, you talk about this with them all the time. Everyone, okay, first of all, no one likes to do video. If someone likes to do video, I'm like, you're weird because no one ever does. Like they're from Mar- Mars or something. Okay. So it's, right. it's very, very normal not to feel comfortable on video because we don't like the way we sound. We don't like the way we look. You know, I, I'll be honest, I've had fake hair extensions my entire life, like since I got divorced, right? And my hair kind of defined me. I had this beautiful long weave, okay? And I had to take my, my hair extensions out about two years ago because my hair was falling out. And so I've had this mental block about how my hair looks and all this. Everybody has something. We all... And, and I don't like the way I sound, quite frankly. I really, I've got a raspy voice, but everyone feels that way. But the bottom line is that's the way I sound. That's the way my hair looks. I mean, that that's how you look. And you have to just get over it. And there's, it's just like kissing for the first time or riding a bike for the first time or writing your first contract or doing your first loan. It was a nightmare in the beginning. And it took you, you know, I remember it took me like seven hours to write my first contract. And I'm not even exaggerating. And now I can do it with my eyes closed in three minutes. It's because you just get better and better at it. But people, video is not something new. It's something that has been around for, for a long time. Did you know that more content is uploaded via video on YouTube, Google, all these different search engines? In one month, more video content is uploaded than the last 100 years in all the major networks, CBC, CBS, NBC, ABC, in one month. And people, if you look around, kids don't even have TV anymore. They, they're on their, their phones. And there's, there's something called a parasocial relationship. And what that is, is, is that when we're young, we're taught that people that are on the other side of the screen, right? They're somebody that we should listen to. They're somebody that's important. And so it's been proven that we are programmed to automatically think that, right? They've studies and research have gone out and shown this. So you want to be on the other side of that screen, have people watching you because they're, they're developing a relationship with you. I mean, I will go around town and this is not an exaggeration. People are hugging me. They're saying, Oh, Krista, how's the market doing? I'm going to, I'm looking like a hot mess at Home Depot, you know, and I've got my robe on for quite frankly. And people are like, you don't want to be recognized. And people recognize me and they're asking me. And when I go on listing presentations and I, which I haven't in the past you know, year and a half, cause I'm, I'm now behind the scenes, but they would, and I'd be competing. I mean, I've got 97% of every listing that I went on. And it's because the people had already established a relationship with me. They already knew they liked me. I was attracting the right people. I was detracting the wrong ones. And they knew quite frankly that I was different. I was doing something that other people weren't. And when you can show people how your video helps you, for example, I just got the stats today and I can show you actually that you can't see, but I asked my staff to get together on one of our properties. Um, 
you know, um, some stats showing what we've done. And here are the numbers. And so uh, one of my videos, you can see it, it shows that we had 555 hours watched wow. on one home tour, 555 wow. hours. The other one here we got had um, 394 hours, 208 hours, 357 hours. Now, let me tell you something. When I go on a listing presentation, I tell people that I, how many open houses would it take me to have to do 555 hours of that would be like <laughs> 20 years of open houses because of, you know, it, it would, it would never happen. So when I can go up to a, to a client and show them that I, my content is there on homes that I produce is being exposed to, you know, 150,000 people. And we're averaging anywhere from 250 to 500 to six, almost 600 hours. It's pretty darn impressive. Right. And so right. it gives me my value add. I show why I'm different. And, you know, according to the national association of realtors, home buyer and seller report, 67% of people are going to actually walk through a home that they see online. So I remind them, Hey, I just showed your house to 555 hours of people watching. And I think about that. This video was only three minutes. So imagine a three-minute video getting 555 hours watched. Now, I am reaching a ton of people. And when you are able to show why you are different, it's very easy to, to attain a higher price commission and to beat out your competition, you know? Yeah. Um, and and, and, and you've got to do it because you're establishing a relationship with people and you have to do it consistently. And I know you're hearing this, but if I can only get one thing across from everyone today. It's that doing video and then per, on a consistent basis, right? And then properly getting it out there on the channels. It's really important because if you just post it on your Facebook page or just your business page, no one is seeing it. You have to learn how to, you know, do the, the targeting correctly. And, and that's a mm -hmm. huge, huge advantage. And um, I know I'm talking a lot, but I'll just uh, stop me if you want to, but no, you're keep going one, <laughs> with one video you can get so much out of it. So just think about this. Like people will say, I don't have time to do a video. And I say, oh, you don't have time not to do a video. And here's why. You record a video. That one video, you then put that video on Facebook, right? To your ads manager account. You create an ad on Facebook. Then you take that video. You send it to rev.com, R-E-V.com. You get the transcription of it. You add some emojis. Then you put that as a long form post on Facebook. That's two pieces. Then you take that video. You put that video on your blog, on your website. That's three. Then you take that transcription, you put the transcription on your on your website, that's four. Then you take that video, you do an Instagram post, that's five. Then you take that video and you put that video on YouTube, that's six. YouTube is the second largest search engine search next to Google. So now when you're up, when you're taking these videos and you're properly distributing them, now you're starting to get search engine optimization through Google and YouTube. Now we have people that are showing up on the first page of Google right? Just from consistently producing video content and they're, they're competing. They're just under Zillow and realtor.com. So if you go to, you know, I mean, that's powerful. People yeah. are watching videos like crazy. So um, again, properly utilizing video in conjunction with properly distributing it on your channels, like we just talked about. Now you're making sure that you're seeing people because some people like to be on Instagram. Some like to be on Facebook. Some like to be on YouTube. Now, this is something that is not difficult. It just takes a little bit of time. And this is something that you can do with, you can hire a, an assistant to do it and it don't won't take them a lot of time at all. It sounds like a lot, but once you learn how, it's a matter of spending about 30 minutes on one video doing this and getting them up on all of the social platforms. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you on, on a personal level, 
Yes. I'm, I'm going to make you choose. This is I'm, it's not quite <laughs> Sophie's choice, but oh, God. Instagram or Facebook? Where are you at personally most of the uh, time? So I'm on Facebook more, but here's the deal. we You have to learn one thing and master it before you lo- go on to it. So I always tell everyone, learn, implement, master, and then repeat. Go back and learn it again, right? Until you really, really know it. Then in, add one platform. So now we're on Instagram just as much as we're on Facebook, but we mastered Facebook. We just brought in YouTube this year. So now we're focusing on YouTube. And um, again, I you want to do one thing, do it well, master it, add another. Don't stop doing the first thing. You got to continue doing the first thing when you add the second thing. Now, how to choose which one to be on? Well, if you're looking for millennials, Instagram is where you want to go. If you're if you're looking for people that are maybe my age, you know, 36, 36 to, you know, 56 or, or more, you want to be on Facebook. So it, it doesn't matter which one you choose. It just matters that you do it, you do it consistently, and that you stick to it, right? And you and you master it. And I always tell people, there, it's, I call it the five C's. If you can, cons- if you can commit to consistently producing content, you're going to convert more people into buyers and sellers because you're making a connection with, with them. If you can commit to doing this, you, that's the comp- like you're c- completing this exact thing all the time. Right. You're going to do more business because you're top of mind awareness. You will be amazed at how many times people have. Let's just say they've gone to a um, a party and they run into somebody and they're like, "Oh, Krista, I love you. I bought a house," and you're like, "What? Without me?" Well, you assume we assume, and that's happened to me before. I'll admit it. We, mm-hmm. It's my fault, right? We assume because I know my clients love me. I mean, I do a great job. I work hard. I give them an amazing experience. I know what I'm doing. And I have had that happen because I wasn't being consistent about producing content. Your referral base will absolutely explode because other people start seeing you as the authority expert. They remember, they refer you. So we've had clients say that their referral and repeat business has increased eight times by doing this strategy. We've the numbers just come out and I, we've had some students, one of our students, Alicia Collins, she sold 130 homes, um, uh, 2018. She is at 283, 86 homes this year. So in a 20 month time frame, she increased from 130 homes to 286 homes. We've had um, brand new agents beating top performing agents that have dominated areas because they go in there and they show them their digital marketing plan, their unique strategy. And they're realizing that, wow, I want, I, this is what I need, right? It's more competitive. Um, and it, it works for new agents, agents in small towns, agents in big towns. It works if you just do it, but you got to do it. Think about the, the process of of owning a business, right? There's the first thing is marketing. Marketing is very important. If you don't market, that's the first stage is marketing. The second stage is lead generation, right? The third stage is lead nurture. Lead nurture typically takes the longest. It's the hardest, but when you are properly producing content and getting it out there and distributing it well, you are constantly nurturing, right? Uh, You're because you're being seen over and over and you're giving information, you're giving value, you're giving tips. They're seeing you, you're nurturing. It's it's like when you do this right, it's like inadvertently cold calling, door knocking and doing open houses and prospecting because they're seeing you all the time, but they're just seeing you by the masses. Like I showed you those numbers. So marketing, lead generation, lead nurture, then it comes conversion. You're easier to, to convert these leads because they've already developed a relationship with you. They see you as the expert. So now that you've converted them, now you're going to give them the best fulfillment and delivery process ever, right? You want to make sure you knock their socks off. You can do this again. We add video into our into our um, our into this process because we tell people 
in different phases, hey, you're going to have a home inspection tomorrow. Here's what you can expect, right? So they're still seeing me, my clients from, you know, the 78 deals that they closed last year when they had never met me. They see a listing presentation of me before I even show up, before the team shows up. And then they see me during the transaction, reminding them about, you know, hey, it's a home inspection. Here's what you expect. Here's what you do, right? So I give them a really great experience. And then we want to make sure the last phase is refer, retain, and resell. We want them to refer us, to retain them as clients, and to resell with us. And, um, and, and we get this by continuing to have rituals, right? And these rituals are continuing to do the content piece that we just talked about. Now I'm getting referred more. They're reselling with me. I'm retaining them as a client because they're continuing to see me on a consistent basis. I think I said at the beginning of the episode that uh, you had high energy and a motor that never quits. I mean, that's a huge part of your success. I hope you know that. I'm sure you do. But that was awesome. Look, this, this, I, I try to limit my shows to about a half hour. We flew through that in no time. <laughs> it was great. So now it's time I have to ask you the same question I've asked every guest and that every guest since the first episode. And that is what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started? People love confidence and they love enthusiasm. Um, you want to make sure, and, and you know, you, you don't have to be an outgoing person to be enthusiastic. Enthusiastic means that you love what you do. You love people, you love, you know, um, helping and serving and that's enthusiasm. And when people can see that you're enthusiastic, it comes out that you're real and they can trust you. So be enthusiastic, be confident, love what you do, you know, put your all into it, go the extra mile and start using video and properly distributing it. And you will see your business absolutely uh, increase, but you got to do it consistently. Krista, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Um, you know, I would enc- encourage you to join my three clients in 30 day challenge. It's a hundred dollars. You get to coach with me for two weeks, actually 21 days. And, um, we give you great content. We've had people pick up, um, six clients during this, this challenge. It's called, it's three, the number three clients, I in three zero.com. So three clients, I in three zero.com. So the number three clients in 30.com. And you can sign up for that. You'll learn a little bit about me. See if you think that we're a good fit. Um, this month we have about 256 agents in the challenge right now, and they are loving it. We've had amazing, uh, responses from people. My job is to help you increase your business. You should also definitely read the book, sell hundred homes a year from Krista Mayshore, because I pretty much lay out the blueprint of exactly what I do to sell hundred homes a year. <laughs> Krista, we'll put uh, in the show notes, we'll put links to all of that stuff for everybody so they can find it easily. Krista, thank you so much for your time. I know you are super busy and I really appreciate you uh, breaking away for for half an hour so we could have this chat. Hey, Bill, I appreciate what you're doing. And um, you were great to have on my podcast. So you should go to my podcast, Fired Up and listen to Bill because he tells all his secrets too. And he was great. So thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash resessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to therealestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released.